0: but we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? We trips and telephones and all no different to you.
1: Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name is Ryan Placetti and I'm here to disentangle you from the Gordian Knot of the
2: internet's bullshit. And I'm Matt Sansing here to make sense of something. I don't know, I don't know quite yet, but if we, if we figure it out by the end of the episode, then we would have done our jobs.
1: I don't think we're going to do our jobs today. Uh, or any day. <laughs> you know, you know. All right. So I, I wanted to start off today's episode. Uh, by by leaving where we picked off last episode. Yeah. So last week we read an email from one of our favorite listeners, Maurice, in which he says, Since I'm painting toy while listening to you talk about archaeology, I have to ask between Zoe Porphyrogenita and Theodora Porphyrogenita." Who is the asshole Uh, who could not? Yeah. Who all hasn't thought of that in their lives? Yeah. First of all,
2: he didn't have to ask. He says, I have to ask. No, you didn't, Maurice. He could have just let this one die on the vine with the rest of the Byzantine history. But that's okay. We're (laughs) we're bringing
1: it back. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. I guess first things first, uh, for anybody at home wondering what a scooter toy is yeah, for most people at home. It's it's, yeah. So it's uh, Byzantine infantry. Okay, and what is infantry, Ryan? An infant an infantry an infantry is a tree that grows in your yard, and that's where mommy <laughs> plucks
2: her babies from. I would say an infantry is a group of people jacking off in the porta potty while drawing dicks <laughs> on the walls. That's what it, that's that's what an infantry has been historically.
1: I, I can only assume that he has waited this entire time without checking himself at all for us to give him an answer. Well, he's a loyal listener. He shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to I'm going to make this one short and sweet. Everyone sucks here. All right. I'm not going to elaborate on that hardly at all except Good. to say Good. that if you are part of a medieval imperial dynasty, odds are you're doing shitty things to people and having shitty things done to you. Ugh. Everyone sucks here. All right. Uh, I can get, I can get down with that. Long story short, honestly there's not much to it. They both seem like they are kind of mediocre mediocre medieval women. All right wenches if you will whoa sir no sir they are far too high class to be wenches i don't know if you heard their name but it's porphyrogenita, which basically means born of purple oh well purple is a rare color
2: in nature and is historically the uh, royal color in france uh, yeah. and I, I would be willing to bet that they borrowed that from other earlier empires maybe even the byzantines
1: do you want to uh, go ahead uh, do we have a good transition for our, uh, going to jaegermeister
2: No, but I don't think we need one. We can just jump right into a feed first, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that's how Jägermeister
1: works. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) uh, yeah. No one has ever engaged in a night of Jägermeister consumption with a great deal of forethought. Yeah, I'm trying to think. When was the last time I had
2: Jägermeister? And I honestly think I haven't had Jägermeister since I've been old enough to buy my own Jägermeister. Because I, <laughs> I, I, I think I it was like it was like at parties in the army. I think I had a bottle of it in the barracks underage in the army. Um, st- statute of limitations are passed on that. Suck it, JAG officers. But um, <laughs> but this next topic comes to us from a website called the Daily Beast, which I kind of have um, weird feelings about. I, I they're not they're not. They're not good, brilliant journalists, but they do share digital shareable content, which is what this article is. And the headline here is man dies after downing bottle of Jägermeister in under two minutes to win a $12 bet. The subheading on this, this is the Daily Beast. They say bad ideas.
1: Yeah, well, yes, I, I should think so. But Fat you know what? Check accurate. <laughs> Before I go ahead and lay into this now deceased party again, you know somebody has died. Let's let's show some modicum of respect. Last week we hearkened back to an even earlier episode in which I told a story where I almost died deep throating a banana at the Chow Hall at Fort Campbell. This is now like the twelfth time you've told it on the podcast. I when know you're, you're loud and
2: proud. Say it, man. Hey, yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll like tell it.
1: you. I'll tell you what though. Um, if you can get Big Banana to sponsor your throat, it would be would be huge. <laughs> I I wouldn't be the podcaster I am today without that throat. Yep, but wow. <laughs> my, my, my point my point here is 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 simply that I'm this guy is not alone in taking on a dumb bet and almost and almost paying the ultimate price for it. He, you know, he did, did pay the ultimate price. So. Yeah, he might have almost taken the bet. No way it would have been better for him. I just want to know whether they are actually whether they're whether his friends are going to pony up and actually bury him with the cash.
2: Um, uh, twelve dollars. Yeah, yeah who, yeah. who collects in that situation?
1: Um. Well, so yeah, you give it to his widow, his children. Uh, he's a Jägermeister drinker. You know, he probably has children. Yeah, well, he's a- <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: that is not responsible for financially.
1: <laughs> well, that twelve dollars is really going to help them uh, bridge the gap between child uh, between adolescence and adulthood.
2: Yeah, so um, this is an, an unnamed drinker, the deceased, uh, who is believed to be between the ages of 25 and 30. I love that they don't know how old the guy is. I can't even confirm that. That's just good journalism. <laughs> he was exactly right. And he was in a drinking competition in Limpopo, which is South Africa's northernmost um, province. I don't know why that's important. but Have, it, you, anyway, have you
1: been there? Because that I've, could be important I, then.
2: I've been to South Africa, but I've not been to Limpopo. I've been to um, Cape Town and then Kleinsby, which is uh, near Hermanus.
1: Name that for a guy named Herman. Um, Yeah, I I guess. (laughs) I have no fucking idea.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Everything else is like Dutch influence down there. It's like, oh, yeah. Welcome to Skargart, you know. Um, Anyway, Um, so the video of the incident uh, shows a man gulping down the... Is it German? uh... Yeah, 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 Jägermeister is German. German. It it means uh, master of the hunt. All right. Yeah. well, see, so he polished off the bottle in less than two minutes, uh, and then he collapsed and then was taken to a nearby clinic where he was pronounced dead. That is the extent of the article. It's literally like a paragraph. Like I said, that Daily Beast isn't great, uh, and they're totally trying to cash in on this poor guy's death. So I think the first yeah. thing I want to ask is, what is the newsworthiness of, of shining a light on this poor guy? Oh, well, I, or are I mean... are they I... just exploiting him to get the clicks?
1: They are exploiting him for clicks uh, as a... Uh, recently, reformed journalists. <laughs> yeah, everything right now re- comes down to journalists. Yeah, <laughs> everything <laughs> comes down now to being able to get the ROI on the investment of time and resources that it takes to report the news. Unless and, you're
2: ProPublica, which is a nonprofit uh, news source, as well as the AP. And I actually think nonprofit is a future of news, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole other uh,
1: discussion there. That sounds a lot like socialism to me, and I reject it nope. on hand. Nope. It, we I I work a, for a nonprofit that is that, very capitalist. Is, We're taking a that lot is, of money. That is social
2: <laughs> that is as socialist as Joe Biden. Yeah, exactly. Right. So not <laughs> not at all. It's really socialist if you ask fucking Josh Hawley. Um, so, for, so the first question is: Is this ethical? What's the newsworthiness? What's the um, the reader value in this? I don't know other than putting it on
1: your podcast. Right? It's like, good go- <laughs> good god, yeah. I mean, where would we be without this topic today? <laughs> we'd yeah. be a topic short. We'd be to- we'd be
2: back in Turkey talking about fucking people of purple and shit like that. Um, <laughs> I guess. So, the, the next question I have to ask is which. Um, which alcohol would you want to 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 drink down, myself to, to, to death to to end it all? Yeah, they're your last drink you'll ever have.
1: Oh well, I mean, statistically speaking, it's beer, and I think I'm well on my way. Thank you. What do you. you mean, statistically speaking? It's what was well. That mean? I mean, if we're going to if we're discussing which alcohol is, are we going to choose to kill ourselves? Let's be honest. Every time you take a drink, you're kind of poisoning yourself just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so, I, but
2: but but I guess. Um, you would have to drink a shit ton of beer to fucking I drink a beer. lot of beer. I'm saying that like, you would have to, like, why wouldn't you want to go for like a hundred proof something that would like kill you really quick? You want to let it last? I, I just want to drink
1: something that I enjoy the taste of. That's not going to, that's not going to kill me you. Much, it's going to kill you. I just don't want it to cause me too much discomfort. I mean, you might get a little <laughs> bit bloated. No, <laughs> Yo, I, I feel like, I think uses it's it's like you're picking fucking white claw. Like, All right, well you know, you know what? Then I'll I'll just shove ethyl alcohol Everclear, up my ass, ever, ever just clear, up my ass. Yeah, yeah. that way um, you don't have to taste it. It's not going to make your tummy upset. You're,
2: you're kind just, of volu- you're kind of volunteering information a little too enthusiastically, I may add. But uh, about sho- beer bonging it in your ass, but no,
1: uh, no, I wasn't going to beer. Like if if if, if I'm good, I mean, what I have to would, go, would you would you beer bong if I had to uh, go Everclear out my booze? Yeah. Yeah, that's the way to go. No, yeah. So I I, I think, you know, we're
2: kind of cracking jokes. Again, a guy did die, an unnamed person. And that's how you know the the Daily Beast is not good on journalism. They didn't even go the fucking next step to confirm the guy's age. They just, They're like they just we
1: like, got the we got the video. Deal got with the, it. We got, they, didn't,
2: they didn't even put the video on there. They just we got the press release from the Limpopo PD, the LPPPD. <laughs> Daily Beast, do better. But we do thank you for the podcast content this week. This episode is brought to you by the Daily Beast, by the way,
1: <laughs> and Jägermeister.
2: Yeah, and Jägermeister. The, the, the it's the by far the best digestive
1: to kill yourself to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of news that comes without explanation. I found a question on r slash no stupid questions on Reddit that might pique your interest, Matt. Oh I, I actually have no idea what you're gonna say, so I'm excited. Well, this is from uh, user G Dang.
2: Okay. Like God dang. It's G-E-E-D-A-A-N-G,
1: so it might be dong. It South might be Gidong. Gidong, yeah. Gidong. Um so they ask, how did this magician turn off my fucking TV? uh magic duh by magic yeah so this is a mystery that's 30 years in the making oh wow apparently sometime around 1992 to 1994 the asker at around the age of five you'd think they'd know if they were the age of five what year it would be but that's neither I, here nor there. i mean i don't know that shit off the cop but <laughs> when people were like oh yeah how old are you in 12th grade
2: i'm like i don't know i could have been nine or i could have been 15 i really have no fucking idea
1: i think like, you should be able to narrow it down to at least two ages <laughs> maybe they need to lay off the old jägermeister for that but you know this five year old was staying with an adult cousin who was in their mid-20s okay and they were watching TV and there was a magician doing uh, sleight of hand tricks. And, you know, the the televised specials. Uh, there were a lot of televised magic specials in the early 90s. I don't know if you remember that. I definitely do. Yeah. yeah. I remember David, David Copperfield.
2: I'm going to make the country disappear. Oh, my God. Where would I go? Uh, <laughs> like the, They fucking have like, I'm going to make the golden gate bridge. And like, the I think the one I watched was like the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, like, Statue of Liberty was yeah, a big one. I remember that
1: one. On all of these uh, televised magic uh, magic specials, they always had like one of those like. I'm going to do magic at home tricks. Yeah. By I like guessing like, a number. Or... Is this
2: your card? And it was the card. And I was like, holy shit. How do you, how do you know I had the four of spades in my hand? You know? So that's magic, man. It's magic. It is magic. It is magic. It's like what we're doing now. We're making magic happen here every week. That's what we do. You don't
1: have to yes. say anything. You, you, you don't <laughs> have to say anything. You, <laughs> just, you, just, you just move on. You just move on. So anyways, he gets to one of these, uh, you know, for the, for the viewer at home tricks. And he's like, I'm going to turn off your TV. And then he does a, a three, two, one countdown. And the TV turns off. Kid scrambles for the remote. Yep. Turns the TV back on. And the magician he's is like standing ha, ha, ha. there. He's like, yeah, Eat like shit. he's like, Eat now do you shit. believe me? Yeah, 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 yeah. The question asker says, guys, this whole thing has been living in my head rent free for decades. I can't figure it out. There's no way. This was sometime around 92 to 94. My cousin didn't have a universal remote. I was alone when it happened and no one believes me, but it was real. It happened. There has to be an explanation. So I looked into it. Okay. I have a theory. Uh, Okay. Let's uh, hit me with your theory first and we'll go from there. It kind of falls apart the second he went to go for the
2: remote. But like, I mean, why couldn't it be like an Andy Kaufman or like the, or like the end of the surprise? I mean, I should talk about the end of the Sopranos, but like no, I haven't seen alert. the
1: end of the Sopranos. I've only right. seen like the first four seasons. OK, all right. Well, so I, I, I would say is what if it
2: is just something where he fucking like has the screen go to black and the kid fucking thinks that those powers turned off, they go scramble for their remote. They click it a few times because they're excited and they turn it off and turn it back on.
1: You know what? That is that is one of the theories I was going to propose. And you, you, That's you what perfectly you perfectly described it. Because there's actually a visual component to turning on off, exactly. turning off an old TV set, you yep. know, where the the light sort of collapses into the center of the screen. You could easily simulate that, and even the sound with that uh, as, as part of your video component. Yeah, Andy Kaufman did that like 20 years before. Yeah, he was like fucking with people, you know. Yeah. That on top of that, remotes work through infrared. The, the, it sends an IR signal, and those things aren't exact. So I mean, you could click right. the button and have it do nothing. Yeah. Especially if you're, especially if you're freaking out like, oh shit, it just turned off. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a possibility, but I think there are a couple other options. One is the adult cousin did it with a second remote. All right. Possible. I think that is probably Occam's razor right there. Yeah. The author claims there's no second remote on the grassy knoll, but (laughs) my, he's also five,
2: right? You're also five. Yeah. You're also five
1: and adults lie to children for comedy reasons all the fucking time. I do it at least twice a day. So what might seem like a major mystery to a five-year-old could be a harmless passing prank for an adult that this the cousin like just moves on for and forgets. Kid. This is like well, trauma it's, for this, this kid. This is 30 years rent-free in yeah, his head. Yeah, yeah. This adult cousin might be dead and gone by now. Yeah, but he's, he still lives on, on Reddit <laughs> but still and on this podcast, on. yeah. But I, I wanted to I wanted to lean into this and say, okay, barring magic... Alright. Which, which <laughs> I do. Let's not,
2: assume there's no magic. <laughs> let's
1: assume there's no such thing as real magic. Alright, all right. All right. <laughs> Just for today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna take a day off. We're gonna close the churches down. There is no magic. I, I started thinking about ways that this could have how this trick could have been performed. And my first thought was, could the magician have triggered the TV IR remote sensor with light produced by the TV? You know how sometimes if if you have white walls in your house and you shoot the remote behind you, you can still turn off the TV, even though the remote's pointing in the opposite direction? No, because I haven't had a TV
2: in, like, fucking years, and I don't have a remote, because it's not the 90s anymore, Ryan. <laughs> haven't you ever stayed at a Motel 6, Matt? Jesus. Uh, just last week. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I stayed I stay in the Motel 6 for about eight and a half minutes. I don't want to talk about it. And um, uh, that's enough time but, to drink
1: four bottles of Jaeger, so... <laughs> <laughs>
2: I made thirty-eight dollars that day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, since we do have a time frame for this, we know what type of TV he was using. He was using a TV that utilizes uh, vacuum tubes. This is uh, uh, this is pre this is pre plasma. It had to have tubes. It would have been a cathode ray tube television. Okay, all right. Which was the most common type of TV up until almost two thousand ten.
2: There was no other intermediary fossil between the tubes and plasma. There wasn't like an in between. I
1: mean technology. you have the rear there projection TVs, but they're still they're they're still using the same okay. CRT All right. technology. All right.
2: It's I, I just I think it's kind of that's a crazy jump. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So cathode ray tubes is uh, that basically they're specialized vacuum tubes in which images are produced with an electron beam that strikes a phosphorescent surface.
2: That's why they call it the tube. You're watching that's the tube. It, uh, you're yeah. watching the tube.
1: For a black and white TV, it's a monochrome image. It's shooting through a single tube and the Think of it as like a laser and that laser is hitting at a certain frequency that causes the, the, that phosphorescent surface to illuminate uh, at a certain brightness. And that's what gives you your image. And basically that laser rapidly moves just like when you read left to right and down the page. That's kind of how it goes. The laser is hitting each of those, each of those points in the phosphorescent surface and it's doing it so fast that your brain is registering it as a, as an actual image, as opposed to a single point of light. Okay. When you get into color TV, there's three tubes there. So one's red, one's blue, one's green. Yeah. So my theory kind of falls apart here because there's no IR spectrum tube. If there were a tube that emitted in the infrared range, then potentially you could create light from the screen that bounces off of a wall, comes back to the TV and turns it off. Okay. But absent an IR tube, that's not possible. So that really just narrows it down to either the adult cousin with the second remote on the grassy knoll or the magician incorporating some sort of visual component to simulate turning off the TV?
2: The more that I think about it, I do not think it's the older brother playing a joke on him because the magician has a TV show. Older cousin. And, and old, no, I'm saying, but the magician ha- has a TV show. And he's so like, he just wasn't going to do a trick at all. He's relying on the older brother in the living rooms of America to make his magic happen. I, You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's part of the Older Brothers Guild. I don't know. I, I just, yeah. I, I, just, I, just, I, I mean, like that is true. The question remains, what was the joke? What was the punchline? What was the, the act? We, If that's true, then we don't know what the actual, quote, magic. I'm using magic in quotes because I'm quoting another part of our podcast.
1: What if the magician was Andy Kaufman? What year did Andy Kaufman die? 84. Ah. Andy Kaufman allegedly died in 1984.
2: Do we actually know what how this actually works? How, how What happened here? Or is it, is it still just speculation?
1: This is 100% speculation. Without oh, knowing wow. the name of the magician or being able to verify the existence of this particular special and being able to go back and see it, it's hard to say what's actually happening here. All right. I think your original theory of the magician creating the visual components on the screen is the most likely scenario
2: yeah i think that's a creative way to do it in between 92 and 94 some vague some vague time you know (laughs) um i uh i yeah i feel like the more i think about this that this g dang guy he's not a reliable source at five years old in the 90s doesn't even know what year it is like this magic trick happened because you didn't know what fucking year it was and you're a child
1: this is the same time period in which five-year-olds were being their their memories were being reverse engineered to reveal the satanist rituals taking place in preschools. So I take a lot of the, the testimony of early '90s five-year-olds with a grain of salt. Yeah. But speaking of stupid questions involving infrared spectrum light, <coughs> this is coming from r/slash conspiracy. All right. It's posted by Eddie Hazel OG. And he says, why do I feel like the new photo released by NASA's James Webb telescope is fake? Oh, uh, Keep in mind, this is the same forum that calls into question the moon landing at yeah. least twice a week. Yeah, yeah. You think it's fake because you're not a
2: fucking scientist and you've not been trained to use. Like, you are not qualified to evaluate this <laughs> as anything other than, oh, pretty images. Ooh, this is interesting. This kind of tells us something about ourselves. We are so small in the cosmos. Why the fuck am I still paying rent? Ah, uh, you know, shit like that. <laughs> The first thing you jump to is it's fake after you see the most accurate depiction of space in human history, because you're a fucking asshole and you think you're smarter than everyone else. And you're probably got a D in every science class you ever fucking took. I'm really taking this guy to task. What's his username again? Eddie Hazel OG. Eddie Hazel OG can suck a dick. All right, you
1: know. Should have posted on r slash no stupid questions. You post on r right. slash conspiracy, right. floodgates open. You think it's fake because you frequent r slash conspiracy. It's kind of a self feeding loop there. Like <laughs> you know, anything
2: you anything the government releases or anything to do with space, you're going to call in the question. So it's like a you, dog licking
1: its own butthole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now that said, Matt, why does he feel that way? We know why he feels that way, but here's the here's the 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 all right. Let's, let's scratch the surface, and it's because they are fake. The images are fake? The images are fake, Matt. I mean, well, they're fake in the sense that we're
2: looking back in time, and that light might not might not be there still.
1: Here's why I say that it's fake. The James Webb telescope is actually only capturing information in the near- to mid-range infrared, which is not visible to the human eye. Infrared waves are longer than visible light, which makes them less susceptible to the deleterious effects of dust and gas. All right. So that means that the images actually being collected by the telescope don't look anything like that because they don't look like anything.
2: Your, your definition of fake is different from this poster's because he's saying the image is fake completely. You're saying that we took an image and we got an image back and the light is just might not even still be there because you can't see it with the human eye. Those are two different definitions. He's thinking it's like a fake fabricated photo. You're saying
1: it's an actual photo. I'm saying it's an actual photo. That, that's something he's not willing to, to to grasp. Infrared images allow astronomers to see planets and stars and other bodies that might not otherwise emit enough visible light to be picked up at the range that we are capturing it at. And in fact, a lot of that visible light that is produced is being stretched over the course of its traveling across distances and through nebulas with gases and stuff. And, and it causes this thing called redshift. And redshift is one of the things that NASA scientists use to Diagnose like what the atmosphere of a planet. That's how of light we know years that it,
2: it, it rains diamonds on fucking Uranus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that sort
1: of thing. So it's actually collecting infrared light, and then they're able to reverse engineer what the visible light would look like. So they're creating a composite image using math to interpret infrared light in a visible light spectrum. The images themselves are accurate, but they are not necessarily true to what was actually collected by the telescope. Now, that said, if you took the raw images and showed it to a rattlesnake, it'd be like, oh, yeah. man, it's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, I, th- I think the images are pretty, and I still don't – I think no, no one working on the James Webb telescope would call these images fake.
1: It's real data, but the actual visual presentation has to be manipulated in order for us to consume it. That is not a definition of fake.
2: In the conspiracy, they're saying that they're like uh, an artist was in a dark room somewhere coming up with this and putting it on the fucking internet. That like they probably This guy doesn't even probably believe that there's a fucking t- James Webb telescope out there in the fucking cosmos because the the
1: earth is flat and the stars are just the
2: machinery of the the, sky the stars (laughs) are reflecting the flat surface is what it is yeah exactly right yeah once we get to the ice rim we can figure this out guys
1: but now let's get to the ad break
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour, an actual play podcast about weird heroes, found family, and the stories you make when you go off the rails. Step through the looking glass and into our season two game of Absurdia, a modern fantasy role playing game about the absurd humor and understated horror of everyday life. Join demi ghost lifestyle blogger Claire Claremont. I do terrify people in town quite often. Community radio host Duncan Oliver. Investigative, friendly, a little flirty. And woe begotten time traveler Max. The time cat is the reason I got unstuck from time. As they navigate the surreal suburban town of somewhere. The Screaming Fog. Oh, oh shit. The city council. be. I don't even refer to them by name. I don't want to give them that kind of power. Bus is sentient. Bus is alive. Bus is forever. A leviathan of steel and tinted glass. Run! Run! If you're a fan of Welcome to Night Vale, Alice in Wonderland, or Gravity Falls, you'll love season two of Monster Hour. New episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts.
2: So speaking of things that might be allegedly real or fake, uh, I saw it's another similar news source. It's a guy, the HuffPost, uh, formerly known as the Huffington Post. Um, again, you know, are they doing real gumshoe reporting or are they sometimes. just sometimes some not so much anymore, I would say, but they used to not so much anymore. But um, uh, this headline caught my eye again and it captures my heart and it reads alleged threesome led to 60 person brawl on Carnival cruise passenger says <laughs> so first the first thing we have to just the well, first thing we have to ask here is what the fuck actually happened right so this is a synopsis uh, a huge fight took place uh, among a crowd of passengers aboard the carnival magic uh, uh, and um ang- two sets of angry lovers confronted their respective partners for two timing on the seven C's, right? It is not clear who had an alleged three away with whom here, right? We just know that there are two aggrieved couples, right? And they got into a brawl on the fifth floor dance floor, which is also the same floor as a casino. Uh, wow. six, 60 people got into a every single security guard on the ship was called to the scene. The fight moves from the fifth floor to the first floor where the the, the where the passenger says the passenger person s- noticed a faint light coming out of her cabin door. And she opened it up and it's a fucking James Webb's telescope. No, she opens it up and sees, it and, sees, <laughs> and sees this fucking, sees this 60 person brawl. She starts to record it. Um, and then, you know, HuffPost picked it up and now we're laughing about it. So the, the rest is history here. <laughs> uh, beyond um, the, that information presented, we don't have a whole lot of other information. But something, again, as a former like reporter type here, is a uh, alleged threesome. What the fuck makes a threesome a legend?
1: Okay, so what makes a threesome alleged? Well, I mean, let's look at what a threesome is. A threesome is three human beings having sex with each other, same time, same place, right? All right. right. So in order for it to be alleged, somebody has to have made the claim that it happened. Yes. It could be an alleged threesome if there's a preponderance of evidence to suggest that there were more or less than three people involved. I see what you're saying.
2: Allegedly, it could have been up to a 12-some, but we, we, it's a, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the question I have is what makes a threesome some alleged and why would a reporter mention that? And this isn't just because journalists are hurrying to be the first to break the story. It's actually to prevent a, their use of alleged in other news stories is a way to prevent against a libel lawsuit. Right. Uh So allegedly is nothing more than a thinly veiled accusation that lacks a corrected source to support it. Right. So instead of saying Tommy allegedly killed Steve with a hatchet, you know, a good reporter would say something like Smith then killed. Terry guy, I forgot my fucking names instantly uh, with, <laughs> with, with 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 the hatchet. I got I, the murder weapon, right? Maybe that's what started the threesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what,
1: what was your name again? I, I, have, I have face
2: blindness. I fuck everyone. You can't you can't blame me. By the way, do you see like uh, Brad Pitt says he has face blindness? Oh, really? Is that why he's yeah. such a dick? I mean, no, he's probably a Dixie's a Hollywood actor. That's probably has something to do with it. Is that, but is that, anyway. is
1: that how he accidentally cheated on Jennifer Aniston with Angelina Jolie?
2: <laughs> he is allegedly a cheater. He is allegedly a cheater here. We don't, you know, um, so so a good writer would say something like, you know, Steve killed Jones with a hatchet. Police said some sort of authority. So, yeah. this had, so you know, or the criminal complaint stated or whatever, right? Whatever source this came from. All that allegedly means is that someone somewhere said this thing we are now accusing someone of doing, right? So this headline here, it says, passenger says, you could just knock off the alleged and say threesome lit to 60-person brawl on Carnival Cruise. Passenger says, you do not need the alleged in there.
1: Because the allegation is is tied up in in the passenger said. Exactly. You're reporting it as hearsay.
2: Well, yeah, essentially, which is a lot of journalism wouldn't hold up in the court of law, right? Cuz a lot of it is comes down to to hearsay. Doesn't have to.
1: That's the beauty right. of the 1st Amendment, exactly. baby.
2: Exactly. Exactly. But there are And the beauty up-
1: the, and the beauty of the 2nd Amendment is being able to go find that first guy that said that shit and, and you just shoot blow him away shoot, because this is America.
2: Shoot the shit out of him. Yep. Uh there's several elements to libel lawsuits. Well, libel specifically means it's written. If it's spoken, then we call it slander, right? Defamation refers to damage done to a person's business or reputation. Because of an untrue statement, there's like some. I think there's some guy out there who's part of this brawl who wasn't part of the threesome who's going to sue for libel you know, <laughs> like like against this person, this, pa- this passenger who is a travel agent by the way. She'll have a lot of good stories for her future <laughs> clients. She
1: she caters exclusively to
2: prize fighters and pornographers. It's what's what's crazy is this fight lasted more than an hour and the fucking cruise line called the Coast Guard. <laughs> <laughs> To escort the ship to shore, this was the final night of the cruise, and some would say they wanted to go out with a
1: bang. <laughs> 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 I love the idea that this is an alleged threesome. They're saying alleged, like you said, to avoid the possibility of libeling somebody. But it's just yeah. like—is that the worst thing that happened to your reputation? Is like, yeah. If I was in
2: seventh grade, they'd be like, "Man, had a threesome." I'd be like, "Yeah, you goddamn right." I've, def- I've totally seen. <laughs> if more If I was one in the vaginas. police
1: station, it's like, yeah, book them, Dano. <laughs> if,
2: if I was on the trial for my life, and they're like, "Did you have a threesome?" I would, and, and if that fact would send me to jail, I would hundred percent would be like, "Yes, Your Honor," because, <laughs> because it's because it's fucking epic, because it's fucking epic, right? <laughs> No, yeah, you don't need to use allegedly here. It's a little overuse. I'm, i sure sure uh, editors slip that in because they're just afraid of everything else. Well, it sounds
1: like it sounds like a lot of people got in trouble
2: for slipping things in. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. The next question to ask here is, will anyone get punished? And this is where it gets kind of crazy. Um. The law of the land does not quite make it to the high seas, my friend. That's right. International um,
1: waters, Kobayashi, motherfucker. It's a great
2: news for a resident of Hawaii looking to gamble uh, on vacation because there is no legal gambling in the state of Hawaii, even the lottery. So they must go offshore in the, to gamble at all, right? Uh, it's not so much great news for a victim of a crime on a cruise ship, right? Because maritime law is completely fucking vague. Yeah. And it's just like just like every other part of law, it's really made up. But maritime law is a little more made up than, every, than the others.
1: <laughs> there think, are a you know? lot law- a lot of very mediocre mystery novels that rest on the crux of this art legal argument. Yeah. Uh,
2: in a, a 2007 congressional hearing on a cruise ship safety, which I would have loved been a fly on that wall there, uh, according to data provided by the biggest cruise lines in a three-year period, 28 people have disappeared on the open seas. Only three of them were ever found. And that's just on cruise lines. That is just on the cruise lines. They were testifying. Uh, To the congressional hearing, 200 people have reported cases of in the three year period, have reported cases of sexual misconduct or assault Four people have been victims of grand theft. The law that applies on the water, again, is famously convoluted and cruise ships aren't even required to report uh, crime statistics to any governing body. Did you know that if someone if if somebody if a crime is committed at sea, the crime ship has no ethical or legal requirement to report it to anyone
1: other than the captain
2: Uh, uh, Other, yeah, yeah.
1: Probably. You got to tell the captain. Yeah, and, and again, and, and
2: the, for for U.S. Navy captains out there, they're judge, jury, and executioner at sea. You can they have a lot of fucking leeway to do whatever they want. Maybe not have alleged threesomes, but if you are having alleged threesomes on the navy ship, I mean, I just you know, that's, it's, hot. It, well, that's hot. Also, too, uh, the question of who's supposed to investigate is kind of a sticky one and is not clear at all. And jurisdictions have passed it back between one another. So, who would be the who would be the investigative body to find out if this threesome actually happened? That would be us, my friend. We are the investigative, the only investigative <laughs> body that has rightful jurisdiction over this. So we need to start opening up another podcast. We need to open up an investigation here. We need to be tracing dicks on the ships. It's
1: you, friend. me, the Huffington Post, and a, 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 a bottle of, a ball of yarn and a schematic of the ship. Yeah, a bottle of Jaeger.
2: A bottle of Jaeger. I feel like you, me,
1: a cruise ship, and a bottle of Jaeger is the title of the episode,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so anyway, yeah, uh, I think it's a funny story.
1: I was actually thinking cruising for a bruising,
2: yeah, that would work too. So I think it, again, it's a funny story. I think what makes it funny is the the use of alleged, because it's not like they're talking about like a a, a murder or like someone who's actually going to go to jail for. No one's going to jail for having a threesome. Uh, but if you but but again, if you are, I would totally admit to it because having a threesome sounds fucking cool.
1: It does sound pretty fucking cool. But
2: you know what else sounds
1: pretty fucking cool? The music of Rick Reynolds, soft tunes of Rick Reynolds, who I would believe had a threes has had a threesome. I, I would believe that he had two at the same time. <laughs> it's a sixum.
2: It's like a it's like a octosex, hex hex. It's hex sex. It's hex. Hec, it was. It,
1: w- it would have been five people, but it would have been two threesomes because Rick would have been the the central point of. Of,
2: it, of, anywhere, of anywhere he goes, he's a central point. Yeah. He,
1: he would have been the nexus joining both love triangles. All right. Well, good for him. And he's, a, he's, a, he's like a legit rock star. He's literally traveling with Tantric right now, and I'm pretty sure they're required to have threesomes on the road. It's in the name. The band formerly known as Tantric, right? No, it turns out they are currently known as Tantric. Oh, I thought they
2: were like the Stone Horses or whatever. No, like that's, a, that's, his, that's his other band. Oh, he's that's, got too that's many... His,
1: He's the, he's the nexus point the between these point two, between two bands. bands. <laughs> he's
2: fucking both of these bands. He's, he, he, these bands are fucking each other. Yeah. No, it's not
1: that they're fucking each other. and they're, nobody, Nobody's fucking each other, but these bands fucking rock. The,
2: the record label's fucking both of them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> From what I know about the dubious music industry. Oh, you know? but yeah, so... Uh, blah 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 Rick has provided us a song united from the (laughs) album Portals of Progress which you can find on iTunes Amazon and Spotify or playing softly over every room of writhing bodies on the open sea
2: we're on social media we got you know Facebook, Instagram, Twitter TikTok all the ones you're on we're at Wreck Your Pod we also have a gmail send us your actually do not send us your byzantine history questions because <laughs> Ryan, like, too much of a field day for it so you know ask just let us know um you know what alleged crimes you'd want to commit at sea you know and we'll, we'll we will anonymously uh, talk about it on the air so and we will provide anonymous tips to the fbi uh, well, no and not, uh,
1: no and I mean, they, not then they will and me. they will and they will tell us to get fucked we don't do yeah, that there's, <laughs>
2: they're like they're, like, they're like, get some maritime law bro yeah
1: Uh, And you know where they tell us? Probably on Discord. We are on the Cash Junkie Discord server. You can find a link in our show notes and talk to us there about everything Wreck Your Pod related. So if between now and next week you find yourself wondering whether you were in a threesome before. uh, (laughs) (laughs) If you have to ask, you weren't. (laughs) (laughs) So if between now and next week you find yourself waking up in a hospital with a foggy recollection of the threesome that led to the brawl and you're not sure whether we're slandering you by telling the world about it, we encourage you to check yourself. Don't wreck yourself.
2: We
0: are united, but we're so far apart And it won't change Till we change We are, but we won't Oh